Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Whole. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. I had friends who were saying to me, Caroline, you've had two kids. You're in your 30s. Maybe this is just your new body. Maybe this is your new normal, right? And you should just love your body. So I am all for loving your body. Like, I don't care what weight you are. I don't care what you look like. I think everyone, I think we should always be striving because it's never perfect, right? To give ourselves self-love, self-compassion, and to love our body no matter the size, absolutely. Like I am 100% on board with that. In the same breath, what I felt within myself was this weight, my weight was a symptom, This is a symptom of something else not going as it should. Something is off. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the All of You Whole podcast. I am so thrilled to be with you today. Today we are going to talk about my health journey. I'm going to go back to my childhood (laughs) and tell you the whole story from start to finish. And recently on Instagram, I shared with you that I have been on a renewed health journey recently and was honest with you about my weight loss that I'm going through and experiencing right now. And so we will go from start all the way to finish and end there. And I'll tell you kind of where I am now. So if you've heard some of the intro episodes to this podcast, you know that as a child, I really struggled with my health and especially with my gut and even just immunity. I feel like I was sick a lot as a child. I, every single night after dinner, when I was really small, like four or five, I would tell my mom, my stomach hurts again. And these were back in the days of you either just have full on peanut allergy or that was it. Like, or you had no problems at all. There wasn't the nuance that there is today that I'm so thankful for now we have, but that understanding just didn't exist when I was a child. And even my mom took me to specialists and they did some scopes and tried to see what was going on and never even asked me, what is she eating? So we didn't ever do any kind of like elimination. Let's see if maybe it's this, this, or this that's hurting your stomach. Really, I think in the 90s, there was a lot of disconnect between what we ate and how we felt in our bodies. Like I think... Yeah, there was just a huge disconnect there, and that's super, super unfortunate. And part of my life's work now is helping people make that connection again, make the connection of what am I eating, and then how do I feel, 
And that has really significantly changed my life a lot, just being able to make that connection and feel my best. I was sick very often as a child. I remember a time we went to San Antonio for New Year's one year with one of my mom's friends. And I woke up with a double ear infection, double pink eye, and strep throat. And honestly, flying back, I don't know, I don't know why we didn't wait to fly back because I was so sick and I feel like my eardrums could have ruptured. But we flew back and like that plane flight was the worst plane flight of my life. I remember getting home and my mom would make me like broth, like not even chicken noodle soup, like just the broth. And I would cry swallowing. Like it felt like I was swallowing a razor every single time. And so I just have all these experiences of even my fourth grade year. I remember missing significant amounts of school. My friend Katie would bring my schoolwork home every single day for me, which was so kind. So I was essentially homeschooled that year. And so that is kind of the basis of where my health was growing up. I didn't feel, even though I didn't have the words to express that I didn't feel healthy at the time, I definitely did not feel healthy looking back on it. And I've even done some inner healing work recently, just thinking through why do I do what I do now? And I think a lot of it comes down to really feeling out of control as a child. There's this thing that keeps happening to me. I keep getting stomach aches. I keep getting bloated. I keep getting sick, feeling out of control with those things happening to me and then finding health and wellness and that I do have some autonomy and control later in life. And just feeling so empowered by that and then wanting to share that message with other people who might feel the same way that I did, that they weren't in control of their health and just being able to empower people to make choices that make them feel their best. So fast forward to sixth grade, I went to a new school. So I went to elementary at a public school and then switched to a private school in sixth grade. And my best friend there, who's still one of my best friends to this day, Amy Beth, her mom, Rhonda, was a, should say is, a nutritionist. And being over at Amy Beth's house and hearing the things that Rhonda, Miss Rhonda, Miss Miller would say to us about health and wellness. I mean, I just ate it all up, even just noticing the different ways that they ate, right? Like they pretty much ate exactly how I eat now, but this was back in 2001. And so I learned a lot from that. And I think that really sparked my desire to learn more in the health and wellness field. And so I remember through middle school and high school, I started slowly making changes in what I was eating. I would tell my mom to, my mom was so kind and made all of my lunches and she was totally on board with whatever I wanted it to be. So I remember a lot of times I would have like Ezekiel bread with mustard and broccoli sprouts and turkey. So I was making small changes to try to eat healthier and I just had an interest in that. And then even like my eighth grade year, I had always danced my whole life. And so I was really involved with dance at our school, in middle school. And then I remember thinking to myself as a, how old are you in ninth grade? Like 15, right? 14 or 15. I remember thinking, 
movement feels important to me. Like I feel like moving my body is probably an important thing (laughs) in life. And so all of my friends, most of my friends had run cross country and track in middle school. And I had always done dance. And I remember thinking I should probably find something, a movement style that works for my body like long-term. Like I think at the time there probably wasn't Zumba classes to go to. Well, there probably were, but I just didn't see that. (laughs) I didn't see that long-term panning out. And so I just like willy-nilly decided to join the cross-country team for high school. And mind you, our cross-country team was really good. And my freshman year, they won state, the boys and the girls. So these people were not messing around, okay? We were not just like running like tiny amounts. We were seriously running. So I made that choice as, which feels like a really mature choice (laughs) looking back. And so it was so funny because our coach, Coach Cheeseman, encouraged us to run over the summer. And so there was training and all this stuff, but I don't know. I just had absolutely no conception of what running actually even is. And so I remember I showed up for cross country camp that happens every summer. And I was so proud of myself. You guys, I like walked up to coach Cheeseman and I'm like, I ran eight miles. Like I will pause for applause. I ran eight miles. You should be proud. Okay. So I get to cross country camp and the senior girls had run like 200, 250, 300, 350, 500. I don't know how high up it went, but like significant amounts of miles. So anyway, that was my four, what do you say? Foyer, foray. (laughs) That was my foray into running. And I ran all four years. I actually got to the point that I could run like eight plus miles, which is actually a miracle. If you guys could see where I started, I walked and or ran. Like I started out walking a little bit and then running a little bit at camp. And my friends who had been on the team forever were like, Coach Cheeseman knows the word walk. Like we had no idea. So I came a long way. And so that was really my first big step into having movement as part of my life and my health and wellness and loved it. Felt so great. Felt so in shape, could run really long distances, loved the races. So I really enjoyed that. So that was a part of my health and wellness journey in high school. But Otherwise, in high school, because I'm such a nerd and I love health and wellness, I actually went to a nutritionist in high school. I remember her name was Elizabeth. And I think we did some like muscle testing. And I remember her telling my, me my cortisol was high, but I don't really remember having any huge red flags. I think we probably did food sensitivity testing now that I'm remembering this, thinking about it. And I remember bananas and peanuts were on that list. And that was the first time I realized, oh, okay, so we probably shouldn't eat the exact same thing every day because the only thing I could eat before training for cross country was a banana and peanut butter. And anything else was too heavy for me. So my body, I apparently had leaky gut even in high school, which doesn't surprise me at all because of all of my gut issues. So I had some leaky gut and bananas and peanuts I was eating every single day. So my body had started to recognize that as a foreign invader and attack that. So I remember doing some of that in high school, but it didn't feel very serious because I was honestly kind of more going out of interest than because I had an issue that needed solving. So it didn't feel as 
catastrophic or urgent, let's say, because it felt like a hobby going to a nutritionist, which I realize is very strange for a high school girl. And then in college, part of my health journey is that I met Chaz in the summer after my freshman year. And then we started dating my sophomore year. And after my sophomore year, we both became like vegetarian slash vegan for different reasons. I read the book, eating animals. And he was at a young life camp and just saw like 600 pounds of meat at a time. And it really grossed him out. So he was kind of grossed out by the commercialization of the meat industry. Whereas I was coming at it from a nutrition perspective. So we were vegetarian slash vegan for three years and my health really declined during that time. And it's because I don't think that I do really great with grains or legumes. And we were eating such a grain-heavy, legume-heavy diet being vegetarian. And then, but I definitely was still in the phase of I really want to continue to pursue the healthiest thing for me. I had gotten even more interested in health and wellness and even considered going into college getting a degree in nutrition instead of, I ended up getting a degree in graphic design and also another degree in advertising while I was at the University of Georgia, go dogs. And so I continued to be really interested in health and wellness, but being vegetarian was not working for me. And as you've heard before, if you've heard some of the introductory episodes of this podcast, what really switched me to a paleo mindset was Ella being born. We got married in 2012, six weeks later, got pregnant, had Ella seven months after that. And when she started to eat solids, I had a nutritional crisis and really felt like I'm so young, I was 23. We are vegetarian for ourselves, but like maybe we're not even doing it well. My energy's been draining. I'm gaining some weight. Like I just wasn't feeling great. And we switched to paleo and felt fantastic. My skin cleared up. I had more energy than I had ever had in my entire life. I lost weight. I didn't even know I had to lose And I weighed less after I had Ella and we switched to paleo than before I even got pregnant than like even my college weight. And so we just felt so fantastic on paleo that a month later, so July of 2014, I actually started all of you whole (laughs) thinking I love creating recipes. I always have like as a child, I would create recipes for fun. So it's no shocker to me that here I am still creating recipes 25 years later. (laughs) And so, yeah, I really felt so fabulous on paleo that I knew like eating meat will be a part of our lives, probably the rest of our lives. And I feel really passionate about feeding Ella in this way. So really since then, I mean, Ella's almost... 10. Oh my gosh, that can't be real. <laughs> I just had like a minor panic attack that Ella is almost 10. She's nine and a half. And we've been eating paleo since then. So since I started this blog, which is crazy, we have felt so much better eating that way. But I had Ella at 23. I had Owen at 25. And after I had Owen, I started to notice my weight very, very, very slowly creeping up. Whereas I'm a five foot two petite woman, my standard was probably 120 in the 120s. And it slowly started to creep upwards. And so I thought I've never, ever had my thyroid checked, which 
to me is now that I know all the things I know about thyroid, it is absolutely insane to me that we do not have regular full thyroid panels for women who are pregnant. I mean, it is it is insane to me because your TSH is really directly correspondent to growth in children. Part of the reason we have TSH in our bodies is to grow. So it's so vital that your thyroid is functioning properly while you're pregnant and your child's dependent on your TSH. So anywho, I had never gotten my thyroid checked and I have Hashimoto's in my family. And so I thought, I wonder if part of this is related to my thyroid. So I go to my doctor, my OBGYN, who had delivered Owen, and I said, I'm really having trouble losing weight after having Owen. I've never once struggled with my weight my entire life. I wonder if this could be thyroid. Well, first of all, he really, really hesitated to run a thyroid panel. And that is bizarre to me. I think that... If you want to run a thyroid panel, you should be able to, honestly, at any time, like at least quarterly, especially if you have known thyroid issues, hypothyroid, hyperthyroid, Hashimoto's, Graves' disease in your family, that should just be a given. And at the time we had insurance through Emory. And so he said, your insurance isn't even going to pay for this because I don't really have a reason to do this test. And I said, I don't care. I will pay for this test. So at that point, this is 2015, I didn't even understand the importance of running a full thyroid panel. So typically, your doctor will just run TSH. And I just got my TSH back. Well, looking back, my TSH was 2.58. Okay, so this was 2015. And the crazy thing is, I specifically remember my doctor saying anything up to 10 10 is fine and safe and normal, and only after 10 TSH will we diagnose hypothyroidism. And since then, I've learned that I've worked with practitioners, and I've learned that a lot of practitioners want your TSH to be between like 1.3 and 1.4. And so even at 2.58, like I would not feel comfortable with my TSH being that now. And he was like, oh, you're totally fine. And so in my mind, I just checked the box like, okay, so it's not my thyroid, even though I do think my underperforming thyroid was a part of the problem. And thyroid's bizarre because your TSH increasing actually means your thyroid is underperforming, more and more underperformance of your thyroid. And I really checked that box, said, okay, it's not my thyroid, but I kind of just went on with my life and thought, okay, great, my thyroid's in check, it's not my thyroid. So fast forward to we moved to Denver, living my best life. (laughs) I'm feeling so much healthier. Really eating a paleo diet helped me keep my gut issues at bay for a long time. Like when we switched to paleo in 2014, it was also the first time I remember in my life not having stomach aches and not experiencing bloating, which I had experienced my entire life up until that point. So 23 years or whatever. And so really eating paleo had kept my weight sort of in check and also helped me feel my best. Well, it got to a point right around when the pandemic hit 
that I was starting to get hives occasionally, couldn't really pinpoint what was causing my hives. Sometimes they'd be a couple days after eating out and I wouldn't know, was it gluten, was it dairy? I was still eating gluten occasionally when we'd go out to eat and stuff and I couldn't nail down the hives and it was so infrequent that it didn't feel urgent and that I need to figure it out immediately. And then also I had started to gain more weight and started to get such bad bloating that I would look eight months pregnant. So a friend of mine, Alyssa, had gone to a functional medicine doctor and suggested I do the same. So I go to this doctor and Working with them was really helpful because I did a food sensitivity panel and then also got on some supplements relating to my blood work. The food sensitivity panel really got my gut to a place that it had never been in my whole life. So the food sensitivity panel in combination with removing the red foods for a year and the yellow foods for four months, I felt like my digestion was the best it had ever been. And so I got a lot of things really under control with them. But then unfortunately, this doctor who surprisingly actually like does hormones, like that is their main job is like balancing hormones. And I said, I got to the end of this year and I'm like, okay, this has been lovely, but I'm, let's say 138 pounds now. I'm on the verge of being classified as overweight. I've never been overweight in my life. I really would like to lose 20 pounds. And the doctor said, you need to eat a thousand calories a day and do keto. And because it was so in line with what we always hear about losing weight, restrict calories, go keto and exercise more, right? Exercise more, eat less. That's like kind of the standard formula that I was like, this feels crazy, but I'm desperate and I will do whatever it takes. So I'm a really disciplined person. I told my current nutritionist, if you told me eat a tire bite by bite, I would do it. Like I am a very focused, dedicated, I will do what you tell me to do kind of person. And so I thought, okay, what could it hurt, right? I'm just going to try it. To be clear, a thousand calories a day is less than my children eat. Okay. It is a toddler amount of food and it is not safe. It is not safe for anyone. So I unfortunately didn't realize that at the time. And so I remember putting in my current weight, my goal weight into my fitness pal and saying, I want to lose, like losing the maximum amount a week. My fitness pal would actually only allow me to go down to 1200 calories. Like praise God that it wouldn't let me go down to a thousand. So guess what happened? I lost 20 plus pounds back to my goal weight. And what happened in the process? It killed my metabolism. My metabolism was slower than a turtle by the time that I got done with this diet. Additionally, it absolutely wrecked my hormones. So I would look at a piece of food and it could be spinach and I would gain five pounds. Like my weight rebounded so freaking fast after doing this keto diet that it was concerning. And as you remember from the beginning of this episode, I my trigger for health and wellness stuff is feeling out of control. So I was being so triggered because my weight, you guys, got all the way up to 155 pounds, which is higher than I've ever been in my entire life. And it started to get to the point where I was so terrified 
Like I was so scared because it really felt like I could wake up one day and be 600 pounds, like with the trajectory that I was on. And that felt really uncomfortable for me. And keep in mind that I was gaining weight rapidly with a with eating a paleo diet. So I'm eating really healthy. All my friends around me are like, Carolyn, I don't understand what's happening to you. You are the healthiest person I know, and you're still gaining weight. That must be really frustrating. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so it was becoming increasingly clear to me that something was absolutely wrong, that the toddler-sized keto diet had wrecked some serious damage on my body, and I was just in some need of serious healing. And so I worked with my friend, my dear, dear friend, Katie Braswell of Wild and Well, and I will tag her website. I will put that in the show notes for you. She's been on the show talking about thyroid health, so she's fabulous, and What I feel like I gained from Katie was she is so good at both like root cause protocol and really finding out what is going on here, but also she really, really helped me learn about ancestral nutrition and this is stuff I had never dived into before. And so I was on liver supplements and I just really appreciate her nutrition philosophy. And so I learned a ton from Katie. And then also at the end of working with Katie, my thyroid, my TSH was like 1.35, which is the best it's ever been ever. And I forgot to mention that part of my journey is when I was working with the functional medicine doctor locally here, and I was on the crazy keto diet, I had been monitoring my thyroid pretty closely. And at one point, it got up to my TSH got up to like point six maybe. And it was so, 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 so high. And it was just really stressing me out. And so I did get on armor thyroid and a super low dose, the smallest dose of armor thyroid, which is actually pig hormone. And so it's one of the most natural options in terms of thyroid medication, but it was still medication. And looking back, I think I felt like I didn't have any other options. And so I got on that medication and actually, so after working with Katie, I reached out to a friend who had been a follower for a long time and her name is Cynthia Mathis. And so she's who I'm working with currently. And we actually were able to take me off of my thyroid medication and I'm using supplements instead. And so that's been really, really exciting. I remember a few years ago, she had responded to something that I posted and I just clicked on her profile, which I do occasionally, and saw what she did. And she's a detox and mold specialist and a weight loss specialist. So I'm like, maybe I'll need that in the future. This was a few years ago. So I clicked the follow button. So I've followed her ever since. And I finally got to a place where I was like, I need someone to really just help me specifically lose weight. And here's the deal, guys. 
weight loss can be a really triggering conversation for people. And the reason that I still feel so passionate about this topic is because I had friends who were saying to me, Caroline, you've had two kids. You're in your thirties. Maybe this is just your new body. Maybe this is your new norm and you should just love your body. So I am all for loving your body. Like I don't care what weight you are. I don't care what you look like. I think everyone, I think we should always be striving because it's never perfect, right? To give ourselves self-love, self-compassion, and to love our body no matter the size. Absolutely. Like I am 100% on board with that. In the same breath, what I felt within myself was this weight, my weight was a symptom, This is a symptom of something else not going as it should. Something is off. So I worked with Cynthia and I had never in my life had, I've done a crap ton of testing. Like I function, I heard my friend Carly Johnson who has the Doing It Different podcast. I heard her once say on her podcast, I function with a high level of information and I'm the exact same way. I need all of the information, and so I've done a ton of testing. I feel like I have a lot of information about what's going on in my body. The two things that I hadn't ever done, well, three. Number one, a mold test on my body. And I I really highly suspect that I had mold in my childhood home. Number two is a Dutch test. So a Dutch test uses urine samples to test your hormones throughout the day. Number three was a GI map that uses a stool sample to test all of the bacteria, every single thing in your gut. So I ended up starting the process before all the other tests came back, the GI map and the Dutch test. I ended up starting with Cynthia and we were just like, I definitely have mold. So we started detoxing mold while we waited for the other tests to come back. When my GI map came back, I had I had H. pylori, which is a pretty severe and pretty serious bacteria infection that can give you ulcers. It can also lead to stomach cancer. So I'm very thankful that I found that. And we are currently using killers to kind of like natural antibiotics to kill that off. I will go through lots of different rounds of using different killers to kill that off. Also had a lot of other bad bacteria in my gut that was contributing to my ongoing leaky gut issues. And then also we looked at my hormones and Cynthia was laughing because she's like, Caroline, I looked back at your report because you self-reported really low stress. And I've hardly ever seen cortisol, your stress hormone this high, like ever before. So my cortisol was so, 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 so high. And that gives you fat around your middle section, which I'm like, yes, I will raise my hand to that. I experienced that for sure. And then also my testosterone, which helps you lose weight, was essentially zero. So I tell you this story because I want you to know that if you feel like I need answers. Something feels off. It does not have to be weight. It can be anything. I just want to really, really encourage you, whether it's Cynthia, I will link her information in the notes, or someone else. Find a functional nutritionist in your area. Find a functional medicine doctor and run some testing to see what's up. And I am so, so thankful that I did not just say, I'm going to resolve to love my body and not get to the root cause of my problems because at the end of my call with Cynthia, when we were going over all my lab work, 
she kept using the word autoimmune disease. And I was like, okay, wait, I want to be clear. Do I have an autoimmune disease? Or are you saying I'm close to it? Or like, what's going on? And she goes, no, you do not have Hashimoto's, but your inflammation is so high and you are a primed gun loaded, ready to have an autoimmune disease. Like had you not gotten to the root cause of all of these issues, you would have had an autoimmune disease. What? And so every day that I am like eating new things and on this like flush with Cynthia and eating really healthy and taking a lot of supplements and getting down to the root causes of my H. pylori, my hormone imbalances, I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful that I caught these things when I did. I'm thankful that hopefully I saved off stomach cancer and also an autoimmune disease. I'm just so thankful. And so if you feel like I want to get to the bottom of something, please do. Please don't wait. Please call a functional practitioner near you and get answers. So as it stands today, I am eight pounds down and I'm not even to the phase with Cynthia where I'm like actively trying to lose weight. At this point, we really have just been revving up my metabolism again to the point, you guys, that I'm eating 2,400 calories a day and still losing weight. When I came to Cynthia, I was probably eating close to 1,600 calories a day because my metabolism was so slow, and if I ate any more, I would gain too much weight. So I just wanna encourage you that healing is possible, and healing is for you. Thank you so much for listening to this update of my health and wellness journey. I can't wait to hop on again in a few months and give you another update and answer any questions that you have. I will post a reel about this podcast episode on Instagram. And if you have any questions for me about anything that I shared in this episode, I would love for you to add a comment there and then I will record another update soon and I will answer all of those questions. Thank you guys for listening so much and I will see you next week.